0: listening to the woman of strength podcast for the purpose driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world presented to you by Ange wilcock creator of evolutionary model of well-being mindfulness-based storytelling and the raw woman project a businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough
1: Welcome to another episode of Woman of Strength TV and a podcast. And today I've got another amazing guest and I'd like to welcome Denise Ewan. Welcome, Denise. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you too. Now I'm just going to uh, read out to our listeners a little bit about you. So Denise is a spiritual teacher, student and empowerment coach who believes in whole-hearted self-acceptance as a key to healing and transformation. She was born and raised in Hong Kong and she left home at 12, wow, and began a nomadic life of city hopping for the next 20 years. She lived in LA, Boston, Paris, London and New York and has always found it ironic how glamorous this resume sounds as she knows intimately, well, just how lost and seeking she really was in her battle with depression during this time. Four years ago, after moving to the great city of Toronto, she made the decision to stop running and began a steady and thorough process towards healing after what she can only refer to as spiritual awakening. She began training as a coach and now works to empower clients out of limiting stories so that they can live a life in its its most expansive realm of possibility. So on a spiritual retreat eight months ago, a shaman said to Denise, express yourself. The simple statement struck a chord deep within her and she realized just how much time we spend finding our voice and that it's high time we use them. With that, the seed of her stories was born. Denise believes there is an immense power in story, beauty and vulnerability, and that when we are able to to truly own, love and express ourselves, we transcend. Welcome Denise, that's a beautiful bio, and it just really struck with me because that really aligns with my belief system too. And yeah, I I can resonate with some of your journey um, in there as part of my own journey. And so my first question, as I always uh, ask our guests, is when did your journey of woman of strength begin?
0: Oh, I think it started very, very young. Um, I think that growing up, I think that strength for me at the very least was very much cultivated from a long, long journey of struggle. And I think that struggle started when I was very young. So, um, there was a lot of bullying that was going on when I was a child in school. Um, and there was something that I shared very openly recently at my speaker series, her stories. Uh, I shared a story about how, um, at home, my mom's form of uh, discipline was corporal punishment. And that was something, that really uh, was a bit traumatizing for me and caused a lot of tension and conflict over many, many years for us and was just recently healed in January. So I think that a f- couple of things from my childhood um, kind of launched me on this journey of struggle and personal suffering that I really had to take a lot of time and deep dig really deep within myself yeah. to, uh, to find and overcome and really come to the strength that I do feel that I have inside of me today. Of course, it's a never ending process. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, it, it, it took some work and, uh, it took some digging and it took lots of introspection and willingness to kind of ask, you know, why, uh, why things are happening. What lessons are are there to be learned? And um, I think the moment you start embracing yourself, the the dark and the light, the good and the bad, and all of your past and everything about you and start to really know yourself and accept yourself. I think that's when you can really start seeing um, the positives and the strengths and who you really are inside and that power.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, like you said, it's a big journey and it's an ongoing journey. So you talked about it takes lots of work. What sort of work have you been doing you know, on yourself to, to come to the place that you're at today?
0: Yeah. Um, so it started throughout my 20s. I had a very difficult uh, decade of depression and anxiety. And so it started with a bit of therapy. That's kind of how it, it began. Um, and so with that came a lot of introspection. Um, and lots of things were dealt with and lot it was a lot of talk therapy. so and I started to learn the tools of working on on that kind of thing on my own as well. So I would journal a lot and mm-hmm. um, and then about two years ago, uh, two years ago I noticed that, a pattern that I thought I had given up kind of had let go of, started resurfacing and it got to a point and it was to do with men. And it was just this kind of constantly feeling like I was abandoned and this deep inferiority complex and uh, everybody leaving me all the time. And this kind of idea where I was like uh, overreacting um, as well to rejection, you know, to this very oversensitivity and this kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what, Denise, my head was telling me that's not reasonable and my heart and my heart was like there's work to do like what's going on like let's work on this let's fix this let's let's get over this already because if yeah. you don't work on it now it's going to be something that's going to keep resurfacing for the rest of your life and so that's when i started really really looking inward because you know i think it was something that was preventing me from finding love and not just from others but a self love
1: Yes, yeah. And, and I love that, you know, when you talked about, you know, in, in the mind, you knew it was there and in, intellectually, you could understand it and make sense of it, because we can all make sense of our past and intellectual level. But it, in your heart, you knew that it hadn't been healed. And so, and it is so important, isn't it, to listen to our body and listen to our heart because we're so consumed with the mind all the time and what goes on and we can intellectualize stuff, but what happens is we then hold it on and hold on to it rather in our body and then that can create, you know, disease and illness. Absolutely. And yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and... um that's what happened actually what happened was a a lot of things started um surfacing in um adrenal fatigue in uh, a lot of insomnia um i would say i struggled for about five years and you know what happened two years ago my kind of was the catalyst of my awakening but for a couple years before that already i my body was really struggling
1: yeah and it does, because when we push things down, the body is, is our other brain. I call it our fourth brain. You know, we've got, we've got three brains. So we, we've got the thinking, feeling, and sensing brain, which is, in, you know, in, in our gut. But then we've got the, what I call the all-talking brain, and that's the body. Because when we ignore the other three, the body goes, okay, I'm going to shout really, really, really loud at you now until you listen.
0: Um, Absolutely, and, yeah. and I think it's
1: sad that we wait for that because again, I was exactly the same as you. Um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and adrenal fatigue and, and it, you know, when we do this work, when we go on this journey and we're teaching others, um, we have to walk our talk and we believe that we are because we're consumed with it every single day. Um, because intellectually I find I don't know about you, but I find myself intellectually going, but I'm fine. I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm not yes. tired. And my body was giving me all these symptoms until one day I went, okay, I'm going to listen. So, yeah. so how did you heal? So how did you heal from adrenal fatigue?
0: Oh man. Um, it was a long journey. Uh, again, that kind of spiritual digging, you know, mm-hmm. that doing the inner work and, um, I had no idea what it was when I started first started experiencing the adrenal fatigue. It was manifesting in a lot of headaches, lots of headaches and migraines and um, insomnia. And uh, at the time I was in New York and I was going through a very, very difficult period of my life. I was going through a divorce um, and it was, it was my rock bottom. I was also struggling with eating disorders and an addiction to Adderall, which was probably a big culprit as well for my adrenal fatigue. Cause that's basically like speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, that doesn't help your body. Yeah. Um, but I think it really, uh, it really hit rock bottom with all of the stress that was going on. And, uh, I ended up I was overstaying my status in the States and I ended up, I'm from Canadian. So I ended up leaving my life in the States, which I had lived in for 12 years and leaving a disastrous relationship and coming to Canada. And that was kind of the first step towards my recovery um, because I had to make some difficult decisions, but really for my own good and and really take some distance and perspective. I think sometimes when you're stuck in a difficult place, it's so easy to be short-sighted about it. Um, Yeah. And so I had to step back and be like, "What what really is best for me?" You know, I was so grasping on so tightly to this relationship that wasn't good for me, and to this whole life that wasn't good for me—really unhealthy choices. And so I ended up moving to Toronto, which is where I live now. And uh, that was that was the first step towards me really uh, finding a little bit more stability, a bit of foundation so yeah. that I could actually really start feeling like I could start building a life for myself. And, um, and so I, I, I started, I was uh, pursuing acting, and I still act here and there a little bit. Um, and that was my dream. And so pursuing that was, that was like a big step for me because I was embracing what I really truly love to do. And um, as I was doing that on the side, I started coaching because someone had coached me when I was in New York Mm. and that had set the set the stage for me to end up uh, pursuing acting wholeheartedly and I was very grateful to this woman and I emailed her I was working at a restaurant on the side at the time and I wanted to quit quit my restaurant job so I emailed her and said how do I do what you do because it helped me so much and so that began my journey um, of being a coach and with doing that work of learning how to become a coach you also do so you apply so many of those tools onto yourself yeah so I started doing a lot of work on my own and I will say that like one thing I do really really love I talked about this earlier journaling has really helped me journaling and meditating so I now have a process of whatever it is that's going on inside of me, I sit down, I journal, I, it's very cathartic whatever it is mm. that needs to come out, I dump out and then I start, it, it kind of, you get rid of the noise and then you start journaling about your intentions and why it is that you are either struggling or what it is that you are hoping to achieve. And when you get to clarity on that, what I do is then I sit down in front of my altar and, um, I I ask I ask for the things that I want I express my intentions I pray if you will um, yeah. just to the universe just to spirit very non-denominationally and um, and then I meditate to listen and whatever it is that my intuition tells me I sit down and I write everything down.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, that- it yeah it's a beautiful process, isn't it? Um, I do the same, and I also do that whole what I'm grateful for too, because gratitude is is really the key to everything, isn't it? Because if we know what we're grateful for moment by moment, there's nothing in life that we can't do or, or become. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So one of the things that I heard you say um, was around, you know, stepping away from the things that no longer serve you. And that's a, that's really hard to do, isn't it? You know, stepping away from a relationship that you know doesn't you no know, longer serve you, um, living the life that you're living and, and it's not supporting who you want to become. You know, what what's the steps, if women that are listening to this, what are some of the steps that you had to take, you know, to – step into that place of courage to be able to walk away from what no longer serves you.
0: You know, I think that, um, you know, that process that I was talking about of journaling and meditating, you know, the, everybody's got their own version of that. Everybody's got their own version of meditation, whether it's going for a run or going for a swim, it can be mm-hmm. really anything. But being in that zone where you with the intention of finding clarity and blocking out the noise, I think deep down your wisdom inside, you always know what the truth is and what is best for you. Deep down, you always, always (laughs) know, right? Like whenever we're stuck in these like not good situations for us, there is a voice that always tells us what is good for us. But we get so caught up in the the head and the ego, right? And the fear of like, ah, and you want – you know, uh, you want to hang on to all these things that are just right in front of you. Um, And it's so hard to step back and see the bigger picture of what actually is good for you. Mm. Um, But you always know. So I think being able to hone in on that deeper truth, on like the inner wisdom, that voice, we all have it. Um, So it's about taking the time and really carving that out and not, you know, or maybe, and also, Another thing that I do do is whatever it is that we're oh, That's my cat. (laughs) Whatever it is, you know, it's preventing you. Whatever story it is that you're telling yourself. Yeah. That that, you know, I I can't leave this relationship because I don't know what it is for me. It was like I'm never gonna find. I'm never gonna find anyone else. Yeah. You know, this is the best I'm gonna have it. You know, that kind of thing. Whatever story that is, I. I will ask, I will challenge that story a lot. I'll sit down and in my journaling or meditating, I'll challenge that story and I'll ask myself why I feel that way and whether that's the truth and trace. And usually it traces down to some old story that I used to hang on to or that I've hung on to all of my life due to something that's happened in my childhood or some traumatizing experience that's made me wear that story as a protective armor that maybe no longer Mm -hmm. serves us, you know. So when you come to that, there's sometimes I come to that light as well where I'm like, ah, that's what it is, and I can now let it go.
1: Yeah, and that's great because when we do journal, what we step into, when we start writing, it's very much from our head, isn't it? It's very much what we know intellectually, and then we really get into it. The creativity comes out, and then that's our true self that Mm -hmm. we're actually um, expressing and writing about um, and it, i I love that I love because we actually do connect to our truth when when we 're writing because you know people go but i 'm not creative, and it 's like words are creative. you know if you, yes. if you can step away from the mind and and step into the heart, even if it takes you five ten minutes because it 's all still up here, and then mm-hmm. you just get into into the groove into the flow. You are speaking your truth, and your truth speaks really, really loud and clear to you. So so I, I love that. I love that you do that. Yeah. So tell us um, about your business. So we know how you got into coaching, and that's a great story. And I, lots of coaches that I speak to, it's very much been their experience too. They go and have a coaching session and see the power of coaching, and then it's like, wow, I want to do this. I want to be able to, to share my gifts with the world. So... Tell us how you, you developed your business.
0: Um, so it began with, it says briefly in my bio about how I was on a spiritual retreat and a shaman said to me, express yourself. Yeah. And I had realized that, you know, from all the years of depression and anxiety when I was living in the States and, you know, really feeling quite sorry for myself and being in a very dark place, I was, there was so much self-rejection that was going on inside that all I wanted to do was hide. And that, you know, came kind of hand in hand with the depression, but really wanting to just like stay in bed and do nothing and not be seen. I was mm-hmm. just so afraid of rejection and um, I wanted connection so badly, but I was afraid of being rejected if I put myself out there. Yeah. And, and so I would hide and I would not express myself. And I would, you know, I would hide all the time. And this shaman had said, express yourself. And I remember at the time, uh, now it's like, I just want to express myself all the time. It's such a liberating feeling. And at the time I was thinking about like, what does she mean by express yourself? Like, you know, and it kind of hit me that, um, that I don't, that I hide and that um, there are a lot, that I'm a highly creative person and I don't do anything creative for myself or I didn't at the Mm. time. And it really sparked this, desire to speak and to speak my truth um, and not be afraid of, you know, my vulnerability or like what's deep down inside that I think I had a lot of shame around. You know, some of the stories that I've told you about the depression and about the men and about, you know, my addictions and eating disorders and all of these things, I was so ashamed so I would hide. And so I just suddenly had this, this, awakening of sorts where i wanted everyone to use their voices i wanted everyone to start stepping out and not be afraid of speaking their truth and being themselves and being authentically seen mm-hmm. and so i started a speaker series and it's a speaker series and story sharing platform and it's called her stories and it's at her um but it's really it's a quarterly series where we put on these events where we have guest speakers share their stories. And really it's about tapping into our vulnerable stories, our stories of struggle as well as as strength and owning those stories. So really sharing from a deep place of what we've struggled through and how we've overcome. Um, And so we have guest speakers. Um, We usually choose speakers that we feel will be great storytellers and really have, Uh, great stories of struggle that they're not afraid to share. And then we open up the second half of each event to the audience. And we do some, we do a little bit of journaling. We do a little, we use some coaching tools where people get to be introspective and they get inspired by the stories that they've heard as well in the first half. And then everyone starts to speak and they, they are given a microphone. They stand up on the stage and they share their truths as well. So Mm. every event we have a different theme So the very first one was step into your power, and that was really about owning your vulnerability. And the second one was called in service to our mothers because it was Mother's Day. And um, it was about sharing our stories about our mothers. And that one had a lot more of a a gratitude aspect to it. Mm. Um, But also, even if you had a difficult uh, story with your mother, I really, you know, like I had a really difficult story. So I shared a story about forgiveness and how we came to heal together. You know, but at the end of the day, Her Stories is a spiritual series. And so every event we like to revolve it around something um, that's like gratitude or forgiveness or connection or um, transformation. You know, how we, the next one is called The Realities We Create and it's in September and it's about how we transform our stories of struggle into our stories of strength.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah so, I was going to say that when you were talking about struggle before because it is that struggle that we experience that does make us strong women, or, you know, or, or strong human beings when we can actually connect to our stories and connect all the dots and, and I love what you said, you know, the one um, connecting with your mothers and because again, mine, mine was a struggle, my story with my mum and what I offer my mum is gratitude I feel very very grateful because if I hadn't have had the struggles that I had growing up um, I wouldn't be the strong woman that I, that I am today and so I'm truly grateful you know Absolutely. for that for those experiences and yeah. I think when, when we can look back on our past and feel gratitude towards our experiences however horrendous they may be um, because there's so much learning in them. And I think I'd rather be in a place of gratitude than a place of resentment or anger because we mm-hmm. know gratitude is a place for love. Resentment and anger is a place for eating away at ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's quite beautiful. I love what you do. It's amazing. You. And so, what you, so these, um, her stories, they're in-person events.
0: Just, yeah, yeah, they're they're in person. So they're quarterly, they're based in Toronto. Um, yeah, and it really is just a great place for people to gather and inspire and be inspired by the yeah. stories of others. You know, I really think that um, stories, sharing stories is such an important way to connect with each other. Um, and, you know, in, in the modern life these days of social media and everybody yeah. kind of getting this false, this illusion of, of connection through social media. I think it's really important for us to physically gather yes, and share stories with each other. Um, because at the end of the day, really we all, are one and our stories are all interwoven and there is universal truth in everyone's story that we can all resonate with. Absolutely
1: yeah and that's what I found through doing you know Woman of Strength it's very much there's a thread through every woman that I've spoken to where our stories connect Um, yeah and it's quite amazing so Woman of Strength is very much um, a little bit like what you're doing yours is in person um, Woman of Strength is online, but it's helping because right. we know that stories are so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so when other women listen to our stories and connect with it, it gives them strength, it gives them hope, it gives them courage. To Absolutely. be able to to step into to you know that that feminine power that feminine wisdom um that's really burning inside of them and totally um, yeah, yeah so I I totally get it I I love yeah I, yeah, I love what you yeah. do it's, it's Thank
0: beautiful you. I love what you do I think it's so important to have a yeah. platform for people to share incredible yeah, yeah it is
1: incredible and and it's I don't know about you but it doesn't feel like it is a purpose it's not a job it's not work it's 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 something that's very very purpose driven it's for me it's like this is what i'm on this earth to do and, and whatever that shows up you know like then this is what it looks like and oh totally. yeah it's very much yeah. about well woman of strength is just showing up as you are you know we we are we were born amazing and we're still amazing and, and if yes. we strive for perfection we'll never get there so let's have imperfect action with all the errors that come with it because absolutely that's who we are yes. so if our beautiful ladies would like to get in touch with you or connect with you how can they do that
0: um, so for Her Stories, the Her Stories website is herstoriespeak.com And uh, we will be posting all of our stories for our, from our guest speakers online as well. So that way you can access their stories. Oh, uh, we are starting a podcast next year in January. We're very excited about that. Um, and um, you can reach... Yeah, you can reach me directly through the website, herstoriespeak.com. And um, there will be a contact section where you can find an email address where you can reach me directly.
1: Fantastic. Now, before we say goodbye, I always ask my guests for just one little gem. If there's one little gem that you can leave our ladies um, in terms of stepping into their power or um, connecting to that inner wisdom, what would it be? Hmm. I know you'll have many, but and it's hard to pick one.
0: <laughs> um, huh. One piece of wisdom. Uh, I think. I think that what's really important is, I mean, I'm just gonna say two things: um, is to trust, mm-hmm. to trust yourself. Because whatever it is that you're going through, I work with a lot of people who struggle a lot with uh, the darkness and feeling like they are um, so stuck in it and not and feeling like it's never going to end. That this is their life and nothing's going to change. Yeah. And I would say to really trust that it is temporary. And yes. the other thing is to reach out to connect with others and really know that whatever it is that you're going through, you really, you're not alone. So, um, you know, share and that's, that's a taking action is a great way of stepping into your power. Uh, and connecting with other people is a great way of seeing, uh, the truth of others reflected in you as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think my little dog Molly agrees with us too, because she, she, <laughs> she was barking in the background. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. So thank you so, so much, Denise. It's been wonderful um, just having this great conversation with you. And I, I wish you all the best for your future.
0: You too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angelcock.com slash Enough Said.